Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 286. The incredible Maya is our guest on the pod today, hot in the hills of releasing her second EP last Friday titled Analysis Paralysis. The talented songwriter has had an incredible year, taking out the Hottest 100 top prize with Flume and the track Say Nothing, and touring the country with her Never Going Back tour. Before we get to our chat with Maya, please head to whatever podcast app you use and ensure you subscribe to this podcast. After that, make sure you're following us across all of our socials. We've got some incredible guests coming up this month, so follow along to stay up to date. Details for all can be found within the show notes of today's episode. Our guest today is Maya. The talented indie songwriter has always flirted with different sonics and sounds and generated a lot of buzz back in 2021 with her debut EP, Don't Kiss Your Friends. The indie pop EP was celebrated for its songwriting and ended up landing Maya an ARIA Award nomination for Breakthrough Artist Release. The following year, she ventured into the world of electronic music with friend Flume and released the Hottest 100 winning entry, Say Nothing, which saw Maya's music exposed to a whole new level of people. She's been spending the last 12 months touring with bands like Five Seconds of Summer and Wallows, and last week she released her second EP, Analysis Paralysis, which sees the songwriter trialling a more rock-focused sound. In today's episode, we're talking to Maya about this brand new EP and how she realised removing the rules surrounding songwriting opened her creative process up. We discuss the influence that touring with more rock-focused bands has had and how that's translated into a highly praised live show. We also get into the importance of having an all-female band and touring this EP around Australia. Analysis Paralysis is out right now and we've put links within the show notes so that you can buy the EP and catch Maya at festivals across the country at the end of the year. We also want to say a massive thank you to Anastasia from Sony Music Australia for her help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Maya. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Maya. Hello. How are you going? Hi. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, that's all good. I'm more than happy to be here. I see you've got a, a turnstile record uh, behind you there. I do, yes. Very nice spotting. That one, especially because it's like pink and white, it kind of blends in a little bit. So that's a eagle eye viewing by yourself there. Oh, I can see Turnstile whenever, whenever it appears in my life. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I wanted to um, touch on this a little bit later, but this kind of seems like a 
perfect kind of opportunity. There is a brand new EP out called Analysis Paralysis from yourself. I want to get that out of the way. Um, this EP does have a little bit of a heavier sound for you, I want to say, maybe compared mm. to that first one. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on was the influences. I'm now assuming Turnstile might have been one of those influences. Yeah, I think definitely um, just in in a kind of vibe sense, Turnstile for sure, for sure in a creative way too. Like they have their Turnstile Love Connection video that goes like all the videos are connected and it goes for like 10 minutes and I was like really inspired by all of their visuals. Um, mainly their live show stuff actually because they, they had a band support them when they came out here. Um, can't remember the name. It's like It's like a one word. I can't remember the name. It's I like can see sick. the part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sick or creep or something like that. Um, but I watched like one of their live shows at the Metro Theater and they got rid of the barrier at the front. So it was just like people, because it's like a hardcore show. So they, they jump from the stage, like stage dive. Um, and I watched that video and I was like, damn, I wonder if I can get rid of the barrier at my my shows but my shows are very tame like i'll get in the crowd and they'll be like Woo! and then everyone will just stop and watch and i'm like no i'm never gonna be on a stage dive you'll be too polite and like get out of the way <laughs> i did see some um i did see some footage from some of your shows recently i think it was i think it was the shows in sydney actually where a lot of people um artists industry people fans that we follow on on this podcast were all kind of shocked at how I want to say rock orientated slash rock and or roll these shows mm. were that uh, that you were playing. So I think it's starting to happen. It it might not be on this EP, but you're slowly you'll be getting rid of that barrier soon. I can feel it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely leaning more into that. I think I was scared of doing that when I was younger because I was just a bit like, oh, I don't know if this is like my place to be making this music in a way, just being like a young girl doing singer songwriter stuff. I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can step into that, but it is a lot of, of what I listen to and what I like. Um, but even like the, one of the songs from the EP, if you like it like that, I put the visualizer up the other day and someone commented being like, is that a Metallica sample or like, does it sound really similar? Like, um, just like vibe wise I guess um and I was like wow that's probably the biggest compliment I've gotten in my life (laughs) (laughs) I love that it is like the EP itself and and also congratulations on the EP it's a beautiful collection of songs um I'm I'm curious I guess obviously there was the the first EP which came out uh in 2021 I think it was Don't Kiss Your Friends Um, a Mm. brilliant EP in its own right as well but sonically somewhat different Mm other than that immediate kind of distinction between for yourself, are there any um, differences that kind of really identify themselves on this EP? Um, Like from the last one, I think, I think it's just like growing and changing. And when I put that first EP out, I was very much like, this is a like collection of songs of me, like growing up and like figuring out how to write music and figuring out who I am. And at the time was like, I feel like a much more fragile person, a lot, a lot more, um, quiet and sensitive. And I feel that 
I don't know, within those like few years, I feel a lot stronger. I feel a lot louder. I feel a lot angrier about a lot of things. Um, I feel like I'm paying attention to things outside of myself. Whereas like the classic teenage thing where like the the world (laughs) revolves around you, regardless of if you're going to let that be known or not, like, you know, experiencing everything for the first time and like proper deep emotions for the first time. Um, really, whereas like now I think I'm better at, at processing them. And this EP has been a lot more about sonics and sound and like experimenting with my voice as an instrument and, um, going into the darker things that I didn't really feel comfortable talking about, or I thought that I felt comfortable talking about them in the first EP, but I didn't touch on them as much as I thought that I did like certain themes and, yeah, I think I had a lot of rules in my head where I was like, oh, I'm not allowed to say this or do this. And this EP has felt a lot more like, oh, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> well, I'm glad that that is kind of where you've come to with this EP. It is, I want to say, the the last number of years since the EP um, have kind of brought on a, a number of, I want to say, varied opportunities. Because I feel that while some musicians and artists um, and and obviously each to their own craft and project. Some people love doing what they do and will will make, you know, four or five of similar sounding records. Whereas you have opened yourself to opportunities where um, I know you've been touring with Wallows, but then you've been playing Coachella with Flume, that you're not kind of sticking to this one mm. uh, one genre almost for yourself. And do, do you think those different opportunities is what has made you, as you said, focus on different sonics and kind of look at things in a different aspect. A hundred percent. And I think I'm a really, it's, I'm a bit of a cliche, like a, um, a, I don't know, juxtaposition. It's not the right word. Uh, contradiction, um, of myself because I feel like I know exactly what I want, but I don't want to be anything in particular. Like mm-hmm. I, love that I can step into all these different places. And I really, really don't know who I am in the like grand scheme of things, but I do, I know what the project needs at the time. And I very much chase that and follow that. But I also know that like, I haven't reached the thing that I think sort of not defines me, but like really, really feels like I'm I'm getting closer to like what I was meant to be doing, I think, or like what I, what I'm the most proud of doing. And I think I'm, I'm still finding that I'm not necessarily chasing it or like in any rush, but these projects definitely feel like more discovery and, and like, like walking through different, uh, versions of what could be in a way it's like passing through, like don't kiss your friends, but like passing through like, Oh, this could be an opportunity. And this EP feels very much like, Oh, this is like another thing. Um, but it's not quite there yet. And I think that the next project will definitely be like something completely different. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell you in what sense. Um, but yeah, being able to collaborate with different artists gives me the opportunity to step into different genres and being able to be on different tours definitely helps like not define myself so much as to surprise people when I do something different. 100%. This EP, I'm curious, there's a word um, I think you just used before in terms of like proud. Is there a moment on this new collection of songs or on this EP that you're maybe the most 
proud of. I think it's always unfair to ask like a favorite track because that seems too obvious, mm. but there is so much work that is put into these songs and these, these bodies of work. Is there something that you're the most proud of on this EP? And it doesn't have to be a song. It can be, you know, mm. maybe a certain way that the guitar sounded on a certain track or that like a lyric flowed or something along those lines. Um, I honestly think Superior Liar, when I wrote that song, I, I really liked it. So I thought that no one else was going to love this in a way. <laughs> and when I got all the responses back from the people that I work with being like, this song is so good. I was like, what? I thought everyone was going to turn around <laughs> and be like, that's not coming out. Like, <laughs> um, so I think I was proud of the people around me for sort of trusting me in a sense that I'm like, I know that this might be very different from the last releases, but I think that it's important, you know, and important for me to just put out, out because that's what I would be making. And I wouldn't want to hide that from people in a way. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Do you remember your first um, interaction with songwriting when you kind of first sat down to write lyrics or melody and and how, I guess, I guess what attracted you to it? Um, I don't remember the first time that I wrote a song because I've been doing it since I was like nine or earlier. And I've always written, I've always had diaries. I've always, and not saying it's like good, but, <laughs> you know, as, as good as like a nine-year-old could write a song. But, um, yeah, I've, 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 it's always been there and I, I would be doing it if I wasn't doing it professionally. I'd, pro- I'd probably be doing it more if I wasn't doing it professionally. But um... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, the writing has always been there. The recording, though, like, I think I was, I've always been drawn to the lyrics. I've always been drawn to kind of like singing, but it was more like the instrumentation 
and that came later. And I can, I can picture the first like songwriting session I had where I brought a song in and I was like 13. And I was like, here's my song. <laughs> and then the, it was funny listening to that now and being like, this is the thing that made people believe that I could do this. <laughs> like, this is it. But you know, you got to start somewhere. I'm, I think it's, it's some weird inner internal thing that everyone has that where they look back, it might be on a photo, uh, a recording of their voice, whatever it may be. And it's just a thing of that. It's because it's an old version of you. You're more critical of it. Whereas I'm sure that there was merit to that song. Cause obviously you and I are chatting today, this EP is coming out. So it's a thing mm. of that song did, did what it was meant to at that time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I would love to know, I guess, in terms of your songwriting, whether you have people that kind of you look up to or that you um, think have influenced your songwriting over the years, as I've said, very different songwriting for this EP. So it might be that this time around Turnstile um, have, have done their job, but previously and being a, a writer from such a young age, yeah, who has kind of helped you along that journey in terms of uh, writers or lyricists that you've looked up to? Mm, I think as a young kid, Taylor Swift was like the the biggest attraction to me because I was like, oh, this is a young girl who like writes like I do, where it feels like diaristic and um, intentional and like sto- like real storytelling lyrics. And then I got really into like Bob Dylan because my dad would play him all the time. And like Paul Kelly, Australian icon, like was mm-hmm. obsessed with him. And then I realized that the link between those three people and, and like Amy Winehouse, they all have the same kind of diaristic storytelling. It's all like chronological order, kind of like following through um, a central point. Um, and that felt like each song of theirs like would have that theme at that point in time. Um and I think that I was really drawn into that. And I really feel that that first EP and that type of songwriting was very much like you start in us. It's like all of the songs feel like they're in the one setting and it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And like, it's got the climax and the resolution. Whereas this current EP felt way more like I don't have to follow any rules. I don't have to, like the lyrics don't have to be the main, main focal point. And it's like, not the end of the world if I don't sound smart like it's not about that at all I think um listening to a lot more like experimental music a lot more rap a lot more like um like 070 shake and the way that she plays with sound and the way that she she does not give a fuck about structure or (laughs) anything she'll just put three changes like completely different songs into one song and just be like I, I don't care this is this is what you're getting like yeah definitely like more heavy music a lot more um band influence I pretty much just went straight into band world after I first started playing live and I was like oh this is it this is what everything's about <laughs> you know <laughs> From what I hear um, is that the band that you have been playing with, your band, has had quite an impact, not just on the sound of the EP, but I think that um, I think it was on some of the tour blogs that someone from your band has been making or posting um, in terms of the, 
the the band seems to be influencing quite a lot of people across Europe and and the UK. I think that because you have such uh, this incredible strong all female band that you've seen lots of fans and parents come up and kind of um, commend you on on the absolute mm-hmm. live force that you've got going. Is is that right? Yeah, well, they're they're all incredible musicians and all like audio engineers or producers in their own right, and they're just like absolute geniuses. And I'm so grateful to be able to like play with them and just be around them because we're all like such good friends and look out for each other. Like like they're the real people that like really have my back and I can lean on at any point in time. Like it really, I when I when I started the band, I knew from the beginning, I was like, I don't want session musicians. Well, I don't want like just session musicians. I don't want Mm -hmm. someone that uses this as a job. I want someone that wants to be a part of this. I want someone that, you know, I've always wanted to be in a band. That was like, since I was a kid, I've always been drawn to that. And it just so happened that I became a solo artist because, you know, I moved around so much as a kid and I wasn't really around heaps of like all my friends were musical but they were doing the same sort of thing where it was like just solo lock yourself in a room don't talk about it kind of (laughs) making music (laughs) um so I never really naturally found that so when I had the opportunity to find a band I was like I may as well make this like a family thing which I've always wanted and it just so happened that it really worked out that way and um it's been incredible I just wanted female influence for other people because a large reason as to why I didn't begin making, you know, rock music or I didn't like begin making music that sounded like a band is because I didn't see people that represented me, Yeah, you know, out there. I saw the, I saw the Taylor Swift's of the world, which are awesome in their own right. But, you know, I would listen to the strokes and be like, that's cool. Or I listen to Catfish in the Bottom and be like, I want to do that so bad, but I can't for some reason. The, the block is there from simply like the gender but um yeah after doing those five sauce shows it was really cool to see like all of these young girls because all ages like all these young girls that came to see a boy band and they got to see a girl band open and they're like wait i can i want to play instruments <laughs> i want to be in a band like i can be the front person not just the person that like enjoys this 100 it's um it's <sighs> I realize the the sheer silliness of me even saying this because people say representation matters and you go, of course, but then like actually putting it into practice. And as you said, actually mm-hmm. having a girl group physically showing other people that you can do it does allow whatever strange mind block that people seem to have when it comes to creating. Um, and so I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it feels it it does feel stupid even when I when I first started getting questions about it being like, Oh my god, you're influencing young kids. I was like, Yeah, okay. And then when I really sort of took a step back and looked at it, I was like, that's the reason why I didn't think I could be in a band in the first place. Mm. Is because I hadn't actually witnessed that. And I'm not saying I'm the first person to do it, but like you know, I didn't see Bikini Kill when I was a kid because it just mm. wasn't put in front of my face. Um, so it's it's really cool that there seems to be a whole bunch of, like, female-fronted bands coming through and, like, all-female bands as well. Like, it, it's, it's really cool and it's needed and, like, the more the merrier at this point. 
100% agreed. And I think to your point, it is like sometimes we are placed in the wrong generation, if you will, in terms of that we, like I was myself, I'm a little bit older than yourself, but uh, I also miss like bikini kill and acts like that. And so unless you're having these things put directly in front of you, sometimes generations do miss them. So I think it's important. I love what you're doing. So congrats on the band and please keep doing it. Um, I know that you recently went around the country on the Never Going Back tour. Um, how, how did those shows go? I did hear quite a lot of positive press around the shows. Oh, cool. Thanks so much. <laughs> of course. Um, they were incredible. It was, we put so much work into like really making it an intentional kind of experience for people, you know, like we really wanted people to come in and be like immersed in the space. Like we got our friends to come out with us. We really wanted the entire experience to be like beneficial to everybody. Um, and you know, like we decorated each venue so that when you walked in, like at least something felt different. If you'd seen a bunch of shows there, um, you know, just like lots of silver and tassels and me and, and my guitarist like stayed up super late, just like spray painting different, um, and like laminating different stuff that I like, put hang up all over the venues and like made like custom stamps so that when you came in, like the venue would be stamped with like a never going back kind of thing. Awesome. And that's the kind of stuff that like really matters to us in like creating an experience um, but then when it comes to the live stuff, like we practiced like more, <laughs> more than we, you know, I'm, I ever have. And I'm, I'm so blessed that I have the people that want to do that and want to like really dedicate the time to like make it as good as possible. And yeah, it just like, it all really paid off in the sense of like all of the hours that we put into really nailing down those moments seemed to pull together. And then all of the natural moments that happened live, like still felt so, so good. And, um, a lot of the new songs, like if you like it like that live just felt so cool. It felt pretty rock. It did make <laughs> me realize though, playing that directly after playing like central station, which is super like sing songy and very light. I was like, Oh damn. Yeah. This is a bit, <laughs> this is a bit much, but it's really cool. Or like extending. We had like a, like a 16 bar, just like guitar instrumental of everybody just rocking out. And I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. So it was really great. I absolutely love that. That's awesome. Um, can we, I know that there, there are some shows, I think there's some festival appearances as well. Can we expect to see possibly another tour maybe this year, or next year in support of the EP? Um, I'm hoping next year it's, it sounds like, we'll be able to plan something. Yeah. I, my, I'm pretty free next year. We haven't really <laughs> too much yet. <laughs> Look, that's very exciting to hear. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who either saw you and want to see you again or missed out and are hoping to catch you. So that's exciting news. Whenever that news does come, um, Mayo, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to at the moment, maybe other than Turnstile. Is there anything that is on repeat for yourself at the moment? God, I feel like I always get asked this question and I'm listening to so much that I can't narrow it down. But <laughs> definitely that new Dominic Fike record, um, me and everybody else listening to that, it feels so homegrown and so real and like it's not trying to be anything and it feels raw and beautiful. And he did it with um, Jimmy Stack, who I also love, who does... um. I think he's worked on a, like a Deb Never record and she's also 
really cool. Absolutely. Solid pick. Um, love that. Fantastic record. Maya, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I do appreciate it. And congrats on Analysis Paralysis, the EP, which is out right now. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.